Welcome to Coach Bennett's Podcast, where every run has a purpose, where kindness is hardcore, where this is about running, and this is not about running, where every starting line is a finish line in disguise, where rambling still gets you where you need to be, where pineapple will never ruin your pizza, and the sodas, adult and not adult kind, are always cold, and where there is room on the starting line for everybody. I'm Coach Bennett. Thank you for letting me be a part of your day. Let's get started. On today's episode of Coach Bennett's podcast, which just happens to be episode number one, we're talking thunderstorms and humidity and the epic running scene in Miami, Florida. And we can't do that unless we talk about the mayor of Miami running, Frankie Ruiz. I also open up the mailbag and answer why you shouldn't do your long runs on the track. And there's so much more. Let's get started. All right, welcome to Coach Bennett's podcast, episode one. That's right, episode one. You're getting in on the ground floor. Now, we had a basement. That was episode zero, the trailer. But this, this is the first proper floor. But I will also say, growing up in the 80s, I was a big fan of basements. Anyway, moving on. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being with me on another starting line. How are you doing? Now, listen, I want you to actually take a moment, think about what I just asked, process it, and then answer honestly. Because if you answer dishonestly, think about it. You're only lying to yourself. Okay, I can't hear your answer, but I want to know your answer. So I'll ask again, take a moment, and answer it. How are you doing? Okay, my hope is, regardless of your answer, by the end of this episode, you're better. You're better in some way, okay? Maybe by the end of this episode, you've learned something and you go, that is fascinating. Or you learn something and you say, now that's some really useless knowledge. And the funny thing is, a lot of times, useless knowledge is really useful, depending on the situation. Or maybe you laugh a little bit, maybe you learn about somebody or something, fires you up in some way, okay? So, thank you for answering that first question, thank you for answering it honestly, and now let's dive in to the episode. I'm, I'm actually recording this in sultry Miami, and I say sultry because right now we're going through a kind of a sun shower with a little bit of thunder. Maybe a little bit of lightning. It's hard to tell because the sky is so bright, but where there is thunder, there is lightning. That's a good thing to remember as you go out on a run. A lot of times people think lightning's only around if it makes its presence known. Visually, no. Lightning lets you know through sound, okay? Thunder means lightning, okay? Lightning does not always mean thunder, though, all right? So just be aware if you hear thunder, there is absolutely, definitely lightning in the area, and you do not need to be running outside, okay? Now, I know I'm starting episode one with kind of a PSA, a little public service announcement, but, you know, I got to work with what I got to work with, and right now I've got a thunderstorm outside, which means I got lightning outside, which means I'm actually looking for my hotel room to see if there's anybody on a run, because guess what? I have absolutely no problem opening up 
the sliding glass door to this little baby balcony I've got and yelling, stop running, get inside, there's lightning. Worst case scenario, what are they going to do? I'm like 15 floors up. They're going to give me the finger. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to be able to tell which finger it is. I'm going to think they're just pointing at me because they appreciate the advice. That's how I'm going to operate. So remember, if there's thunder, if there's lightning, you're either running inside or you're not running at all. Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm here for Global Running Day. So that's probably going to date this episode a little bit. But what I'm trying to do is actually what we did with the two Coach Bennett's talking episode, which is record two and put them out so you have a few things to listen to until I do another round of podcasts. So you've waited long enough. I figured I'll do the trailer and I'll do episode one. I'll get them out there into the world. And then every week I'm going to be trying to put out a new episode of Coach Bennett's podcast. Okay? So like I said, I'm down here in Miami. I've never been to Miami before. In fact, Frankie Ruiz, who is, I mean, it's hard to describe what Frankie Ruiz is to the Miami running community. I, I, I went out to lunch with him yesterday, and I said, you're kind of like the Johnny Appleseed, but he's also a, a little bit, like he said, he's been called the Pied Piper, which he has. He's, he's kind of like the head coach of the city. It's, it's really amazing the amount of work he does so people have an opportunity to run. But he invited me down here to be a part of a few runs around and on Global Running Day. And we have another one tonight. We had one last night. Uh, he puts together some runs uh, in the Brickell area of Miami every Tuesday night. It was incredible. We're talking 800 plus people, uh, all ages that came out to go for a run in Miami. This is, this is every Tuesday. And this has been going on for years and years and years, which is one of the reasons why you have such big crowds but so welcoming so kind so nice it was it was truly one of the best running community experiences I've ever been a part of I had a blast I can't tell you how many hugs how many handshakes high fives and pictures were taken it was a glorious evening and as I was running with Frankie I said there's a lot of ways that you can describe what you've built here impressive incredible amazing but the word that comes to mind for me is beautiful it is absolutely beautiful that every tuesday night people can just show up go for a run with this community find people the same fitness level as they are enjoy a beautiful run with beautiful people in a beautiful city doing a beautiful activity and running is a beautiful activity and then they get to head home and I always found that one of the best parts of coaching was knowing that after you gave people a workout, after you gave people the opportunity to cross a starting line and do a work and have a run, whether it was a speed run where they were challenged and pushed or whether it was an easy run where they got to just go for a run and experience the joy of moving their body and finishing a run, that when they leave, and you hear this said a lot, that they leave as better versions of themselves. Yes, they're fitter. Yes, they've probably built some endurance. Yes, as a result, they have the ability to be faster. But the most important part is they're leaving and they're just better people. 
So when I was doing live events in New York City and I was talking to this with Frankie, I said, it was just great to know that the people that were leaving these runs are going to be the people getting on subways and standing up and giving their seat to someone who needs it more than them. They're the ones that are going to be holding doors for other people. They're the ones that are going to help someone if they see them stumble. They're the ones that are going to go home and they're going to be better mothers and sisters and fathers and brothers and cousins and uncles. And they're also going to have more confidence. So they're going to be going in and saying, I deserve the promotion. Or they're going to have the strength to say, I need to get out of this relationship because it is not a good one. That's what was so exciting was that you were sending out into the world people that were better versions of themselves, not as just athletes. What a narrow goal to be sending people home as just better athletes or better runners. If, if that's all they are when they leave your presence and as a coach, you have failed. So knowing people were leaving as better people, oh, and I'll tell you what, 800 plus people when we were done, they headed into the city and they made the city better because they were better. So it was a really, really great night. I'm so thankful that I got invited down here. Uh, Coach, Frankie, if you're listening, you're doing such a great job in Miami. You're doing such a great job at Bell and Jesuit. Uh, keep up the great work because you're inviting people to a starting line. And as I've said before, there is room for everyone on the starting line. All right. Now, the funny part was I actually, I, I left Portland and flew into Miami and I heard that it was sunny and 90 in Portland. And when I woke up in Miami, it was cloudy and raining with an epic thunder jam storm. And it was just hilarious that I travel across the country from basically nine months of winter drizzle and rain. And my first morning in Miami is literally drizzle and rain. Now I said I got a thunderstorm which was awesome. I love thunderstorms. But the the difference once the rain cleared up, it was it was basically pretty cloudy my my first day here. But the difference is the biggest difference between Oregon and Miami right now is just well, actually all year is the humidity. So I know I can't believe I'm talking about weather on episode 1. It seems like the next thing I should talk about is like traffic or something like that or or gardening tools are the best way to grow a green lawn. I feel so old, but it, just bear with me. This is this is a running episode. What's well, a running podcast? So why am I making apologies for talking about weather? Because weather is one of the most important factors in every single run you do. You cannot ignore the weather unless the weather is great. And if the weather is not great, you cannot ignore it. So down here, it was cooler than normal because it, it basically we had some cloud cover and uh, we had some storms that had passed through, but it was still warmer than I was probably used to. And it was just way more humid. So let me just tell you one thing. You do not mess around with humidity. Okay. You respect the weather. And if you respect the weather, that will lead to you respecting the run. And if you respect the run and the weather, what you're doing is you're respecting the runner. You're making changes. You're making adjustments to the run because of the weather. So if there's high heat and high humidity, well, guess what? If it's low heat and low humidity, it's a different run. You can run harder for longer. Or 
And, and, and let me just also say, when I say you can run harder for longer, a lot of times people think the only thing they have to adjust are the hard runs. No, you have to adjust the easy runs. And it's, it's just by sheer numbers and percentages, you're more likely to be running easy runs in tough weather than speed runs and long runs because most of your runs are easy runs. But for some reason, people think, oh, because it's an easy run, I don't need to adjust it. So I know it's hot. I know it's humid, but I want to run 40 minutes and I want to run, I mean, make up nine minute miles. I'm making it up 10 minute miles, 11 minute miles. It doesn't matter what the number is. It's your number. What's your number? So think in your head, if I'm going for an easy run and I'm running 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 50 minutes or 60 minutes or 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. What pace would you normally average over the course of that run on a day where it's cool, low humidity, the weather's fine, okay? If the weather changes and it's really hot or it's hot and it's humid, as the numbers on the mercury change, as the numbers on the heat index change, the numbers on your watch and phone need to change too. You have to respect that weather because it is harder to run your normal, your regular, your ordinary run pace and distance and duration on a severe day weather-wise, which means you have to adjust how far, how long, or how fast you're running in order to match the effort. So on a hot and humid day, basically you got to back off. And if you don't back off, then you're just being a really crappy coach. Okay. And crappy coaches basically develop crappy athletes. So you can look at it any way you want to. You can go for a run, run the wrong way. And you can first look at yourself and say, wow, this is some pretty bad coaching and make some changes. Or you can say, wow, this is going to make me a really bad athlete. I got to fire my coach and get a new one. Okay. So that's just, again, another PSA because I'm in Miami and it's humid and that's on the top of my mind. So let's move on. Let's get out of weather. All right, gardening tools. I'm kidding. I'm joking. All right, let me tell you a little bit about what episode two on is going to be like in comparison to episode one. So I mentioned in the trailer that there's going to be a mailbag, and that's where you're going to be able to send questions, and that's where you're going to be able to send comments. And I'm going to be going through that mailbag. And If you want to cut to the front of the line with your question, that's how you do it. So please check in the show notes for the mailbag address and make sure you're sending your comments and your questions there. That's where I'm going to be finding questions. Yes, you can still DM me on social media, and there is still a chance that I'm going to do the question on the podcast, but more likely than not, if you send me something, ooh, baby, yes, front of the line, let's open that velvet rope, and let's get you inside the club, okay? So, what I'm going to do now is I, I, I get a ton of questions and I did a live Q&A not too long ago and I was not able to get to maybe more than 15% of the questions. The live Q&A was about 38 to 40 minutes long and the problem is, is you know, you put out a request for questions. I, I'll, I'll get hundreds of questions. You know I ramble. It's very difficult for me in 40 minutes to get beyond, let's say, 10 or 15 questions. I feel like I kind of did a good job though. I had Tammy... My wife, Coach Tammy, Show Up Society, the other Bennett in two Coach Bennett's talking, the better Bennett, actually. Um, she was there 
helping go through some of the questions that had been sent in prior and also reading some of the questions that were come in on the live chat because uh, I did it on Instagram live. She did a really good job of basically telling me, all right, dude, you got to you got to pick things up. Let's let's not ramble too much. But the point is, I will also be looking there for questions that maybe I get consistently and I haven't had a chance to answer. So one I'm going to answer now is uh, a question that continues to come up because on one of the guided runs, I actually bring this up and I say, reach out to me if you want to know the answer. Because I say, running on a track is sometimes all that you can do. It's probably not the gre- the greatest place to do your long runs. If you want to know why, reach out to me. Now, this was very early on in the guided runs. I probably didn't think this through, but I would say in a given week, I probably get 25 to 50 people who reach out and say, hey, I just did the first long run. Why shouldn't I be doing my long runs on the track? Well, I'm going to answer it here. I also answered it in a video on Instagram, but I figure if I can just continue to answer it in a number of different places, more people will hear the answer and then they won't feel like they have to reach out to me. But if you are reaching out to me, I do try to answer a couple every single week because I know I'm the one who put it out there. I planted the seed. Ask me the question. You're just doing what I told you to do. So thank you if you have reached out. Okay. If you're doing your long run on the track, it's important to think about how a track is made. There are two straightaways and two turns, okay? Half of the track, every lap, is a turn. So let's just say you're going out there in your long run. You've built your long run up to four miles or five miles, which is six and a half K to eight K. Half of that distance is run on a turn. So if your long run right now is eight K, that means 4,000 meters of your run is done on a turn. More than likely, you're running in the same direction every single lap. And if you're running on the inside lane, that's the most severe turn. As you go to the outside, it becomes less of a severe turn, but it's still a turn. All of that force on a turn, okay, is imbalanced, okay? Most of it is on that inside leg as you're turning, the hip, okay, the knee. So as you're doing 8,000 meters, you've got 4,000 meters where it's kind of imbalanced on one side. If you're doing this consistently, there's a chance that you may cause some imbalances in the strength of your left leg and your right leg. And if you want to know one of the, the great ways to get hurt, it's to build up or ignore imbalances. So if you have to run on a track for any host of a reasons, it doesn't matter what the reason is because there are legitimate reasons where you're limited to running on a track. Sometimes it's because you're running at night. It's the safest place to go. Sometimes it's you're running in the morning. It's the safest place to go. Sometimes it's because your, your family obligations mean that you're limited where you can go for a run. So if you are forced to run on a track, first and foremost, you can change directions. You don't have to run the same direction every single lap. So let's pretend that you're doing that 8K long run. Every three laps, change directions. Then this way, half the turns are now gonna be on your right side primarily as opposed to your left side. Also, don't run in the inside lane. Remember, it's most severe, that turn on the inside lanes. 
run in the outside lanes, change directions, take advantage of the infield. So you can run crisscrosses on the infield. You can run laps on the infield. You can do figure eights on the infield if you want to. What you want to do is make sure you mix up the direction and mix up the severity of the turns on your run. Ideally, it's outside lanes, and ideally, you're switching directions. If you do that, okay, you've now turned a potentially tough situation for your body into the best possible situation considering where you're running. It's no different. See, look what I'm going to do here. I'm going to bring it back to the humidity discussion. By making adjustments to your run during severe weather, you're not being soft. You're being smart. You're trying to get the best possible run you can in those conditions. And if you're doing a long run on the track by switching directions, staying in the outside lanes, taking advantage of the infield, what you're doing is making the best possible run considering the conditions. How cool is that, right? So if you hear me say on the first long run, you shouldn't do your long runs on the track, now you know the answer. You can still reach out to me and say, hey coach, I had a question, but you answered the question. And then I'll say, oh yeah. And then we can have kind of like, you know, a virtual moment where we're super excited and we laugh and all that good stuff. But that's the answer. Okay. So that would be an example of a mailbag question that you could send in. I'm going to answer. I'm going to shout you out because I love people that raise their hand all the way back from when I was teaching high school. If you raised your hand and asked a question, I don't care how silly the question was. I don't care how deep the question was. I don't care if the question wasn't even about what we were teaching that day. If you've got the guts and the courage to raise your hand and use your voice to say something, I'm going to celebrate you. So just know you're going to get a shout out if you ask a question and I answer your question on here. Okay, now, every single episode, I'm going to try to shine a light on a group, on an event, on a person, and hope that you look them up, search them out, support them, or learn about them. And I just figure since I'm in Miami, I might as well just stay with a Miami theme here and tell you to look up the Brickell Run Club or to look up Coach Frankie Ruiz, because if you're ever in Miami, this is a starting line you want to hunt down and cross. Okay, so I'll put the links up in the show notes so you can check it out. There's a lot of great things happening in Miami. There's the Miami Marathon. Baptist South does an incredible job supporting the running community down here, and it is a community. It really is. You will find your spot on the starting line down here, whether you're from Miami or you're just visiting Miami. It is a really great group. Because a lot of times when you visit these wonderful cities, it's it's really hard to find out, like, where exactly should I run? And where can I go to experience the best possible first run? Or where can I go where I can feel, you know, safe or confident that I'm going to have a good run? And run clubs, run crews, these communities, they are there for you. Let's, let's be honest. Runners are just fantastic, okay? And if you're new to a city or visiting a city and you need to get some runs in, reach out before you go. There are always runners 
that are willing and able to give you advice or even an invitation to a run. So don't hesitate. In the meantime, just even if you're not planning a trip to Miami anytime soon, just check out the Brickell Run Club. Check out Coach Frankie Ruiz. They're doing some wonderful things down here. And if nothing else, it'll inspire you, I hope, to maybe invite some people to starting lines in your area. Okay? Okay, we're going to be wrapping this up. I mean, I can't believe that this is already over. Each episode, I'm going to be adding a little bit more. Each episode, I'm giving myself the grace to mix things up as well. So don't get too comfortable thinking every episode is going to be like the last episode because I'm sorry, that's just not the case, okay? Remember, consistency does not mean constantly. I'm going to consistently show up for you. I'm going to consistently be putting these podcast episodes out, but I am not going to constantly be doing anything, okay? As far as I'm concerned, consistency leads to flexibility. This is about running, and this is not about running, all right? Consistency leads to flexibility. So whether that's the podcast episode or your training, just remember, consistency does not mean constantly, and consistency leads to flexibility. And I plan on being flexible with this podcast, which means we're going to be mixing things up okay this is going to be like diversity university classes in session we are going to be mixing up the podcast each and every week and i'm going to be relying a lot on all of you to make sure that we do so thank you so much for giving me some of your time i'm starting to get dinged because i got to go on this run thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today i hope You looked at it as a worthy investment in your day and in yourself. I will see you figuratively, but I don't know, maybe literally, next week for episode two. I'm already looking forward to it. Thank you so much for being with me. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Coach Bennett's podcast. And if you feel like you just got to get yourself some more Coach Bennett, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Bennett, or you can subscribe to Coach Bennett's newsletter on Substack or check me out on Cameo, TikTok, or Mastodon, all as at Coach Bennett. So until next time, cheers to you.